Olá, bem-vindos ao meu podcast Trilingue, um podcast onde a gente fala inglês, português e várias bostas. Esse é um podcast com uma pegada um pouco diferente. A gente vai falar sobre assuntos corriqueiros, só que em inglês. Sejam muito bem-vindos a mais um episódio do nosso podcast Trilingue. E hoje estou com duas convidadas. De novo, trago de volta a Gabi, que participou do nosso podcast sobre slangs. Oi, gente! E trouxe também a Milena, que é uma nutricionista pós-graduada em vegetarianismo, com esse foco em nutrição vegetariana. Então, hoje vamos Oiê. focar mais nessa, nessas ideias de vegetarianismo, das experiências, e eu não sei se vocês ouvintes já passaram por isso, são vegetarianos ou veganos, ou têm dúvidas nessa área, esse é o lugar, estamos com as pessoas certas aqui. <risos> So, switching it up, we're going to start moving into talking in English. So, Milena, why don't you talk to us a little bit more about yourself and who you are, just so the audience knows you a little bit better. Okay. Um, so, my name is Milena. Uh, I'm a vegetarian and I'm a nutritionist. Um I became a vegetarian, I think, six years ago, four years ago, something like that. And I went to college yep. to study nutrition. And then uh, during college, I started my post-graduation in vegetarian nutrition. Um, and in the end, I became nice. a vegan. How how about you, Gabi? How was your experience with going vegan or vegetarian? Um, I don't know. On, I don't know where you lie on that I, line. Well, I would say I am still 98% vegan, going back to being 100% vegan. But um, my experience mm -hmm. with veganism was really uh, different from, I would say, most people here in Brazil, just because it's very connected with my international travels and you know exchange programs and stuff so i became a vegetarian in 2013 um after i came back from an exchange program in england um where i just couldn't you know bear the taste of english meat and it was just disgusting so i was like yeah i can't do this anymore came back to brazil just couldn't eat meat anymore um, and I was vegetarian for three years and I started researching about, um, you know, veganism and why people are vegetarian and, you know, trying to find meaning behind my, my choice, just so it's like a stronger choice than just, I don't like the taste of meat. Um, and that's when I was faced with the fact that I used to call myself an environmentalist, but I used to, you know, um, eat meat and dairy and stuff. And at that point, I didn't eat meat anymore, but I still ate like dairy and, and eggs and things like that. Um, and I watched a documentary called Cowspiracy, and that opened my eyes to the fact that if I consider myself an environmentalist, I can't be contributing to the meat dairy industry so that's when I tried multiple times and this one thing that I have to say to everyone that is trying to be vegan never give up it is hard principally in Brazil it's very hard to be vegan because 
we don't have that many options here. But I tried about three to four times to become vegan. Um, and I only succeeded when I moved to Australia in 2016. Um, and at the end of 2016, I became vegan. So I've been, you know, not eating, not eating meat and dairy for about seven years now. Um, and sometimes we, we can be bad vegans as well. That's not, you know, the, the point here is try your best every time you can. And even if you slip up, don't give up. Keep trying. That's like something I learned about my vegan transition. But yeah, that's my experience with veganism. Damn, that was nice. So <laughs> one thing I, I was wondering, you, you didn't start that as, a, as an environmental or humanitarian thing. You just started off. What motivated you to start shifting your diet? Um, so me or Milena? Both of you. <laughs> okay. So I'll go first. Um, what, cha- what made me stop eating meat was the fact that I did an exchange program in England um, where we were staying in a university um, accommodation place where we could only eat from the cafeteria. And the meat in the cafeteria was just disgusting. I don't know what was that, but it was so bad. I lived and off... the seasoning <laughs> style or just like grilling a yeah. disgusting thing? You know, like when you bite into meat and it's like full of, I don't know, nerves and things and you like chew oh, God. on the meat. Yeah, it's very disgusting. Mm. Um, and I lived off uh, potato salad and apples for a month. That was the time that I was Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's how I started. What about you, Milena? Uh, actually, I started um, in vegetarianism because of yoga. And I was, I was young, so I didn't understand exactly what I, what I was doing, why I was doing it, but... I felt good, so I kept doing it, and I just gave up um, when I went to the United States to do an exchange program. So I I thought I was going to be inconvenient, like making my yeah. family cook just for me. So um, I gave up on vegetarianism, um, and then I came back to it in, when I when I moved out of my parents' house when I went to Sao Paulo because I had to cook and I didn't like <laughs> cooking meat. <laughs> and then to veganism, uh, I tried a lot mm-hmm. of times too, like you, Gabby, and it's exactly that. And an and advice I have is like, don't give up and don't think of it a lot because when you stop like um when you stop thinking a lot about it like oh my god i ate cheese oh i screwed it up i'm sorry yeah you can go with the app you can say whatever you want um so if you if you think about it too much yeah you're gonna blame yourself and things like that so don't think about it too much and i I want to read the definition of veganism 
of the vegan society. I don't know if you guys know it, but it's veganism is a philosophy and way of living which seeks to exclude as far as is possible and practical all forms of exploration of and cruelty to, and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or yeah. any other purpose. And by extension, promotes the development of use of animal, free alternatives for the benefit of animals, humans, and the environment. So uh, the part that says, as far as it's possible yeah. and practical, yeah. it's very important because you have to consider, like people can eat um, animal products and, and use animal products and still be vegan, yeah. be considered vegan. If they consider themselves, themselves, if they know if they if they're doing like um, all of all of the things that they can. Yeah, that's a that's cool. very good point. That's a very good point. And yeah, I actually had never heard that before. One thing that that definition has that brought me, you know, to another point is the fact that vegans are not supposed to have anything with, you know, animal materials. So that means like. You can't have a leather bag or a leather shoe. And I think that's very difficult as well, principally because the clothing industry in Brazil, like the vegan clothing industry in Brazil and worldwide, is very expensive. So do, do you have like, do you guys have like, um, do you make an effort, like an, an effort to not buy products that use animals or do you think that does not fit into your day-to-day? -day? Like, I think um, it doesn't fit a lot, but if I think about, yeah. like, cosmetics. Um, I have a lot of cosmetics mm -hmm. that are not vegan and maybe are tested in animals, but I, I had them before I became vegan, and I'm not mm -hmm. going to throw everything out just because I became vegan, but because I think it, it doesn't fit, like, the lifestyle. I, I don't think mm -hmm. I can generate trash, and I, I, I'm going to use it until the end, but I'm not going to buy it anymore. So I think that applies to clothing, too, because we have a lot of clothes that we, we mm -hmm. bought, like, years ago, and we still use it. But it's true that that the the clothing like like vegan clothes vegan mm -hmm. shoes are more expensive but i think like we can we can make an effort to buy things that i that are produced by mm -hmm. small producers <laughs> yeah. like small companies and yeah. do like the best that we can yeah. That makes a lot of sense, especially on, on that principle of not beating yourself up too much mm -hmm. for maybe slipping away from your dieting. That thing with clothes or cosmetics makes a lot of mm -hmm. sense. Because like once our past selves just bought those things or didn't actually looked up into those or didn't mind that they were tested on animals or made of leather. But we can do an active effort to just not do that again. Yeah. I think that's 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 a very important thing. Yeah. That that ties back a lot to to yoga too. You said you started with yoga when you you went vegan and that mm -hmm. principle of like I just started yoga like a month ago and I, I love it. The philosophy behind it mm -hmm. is so cool. <laughs> and it has a lot of that principle of non-violence against yourself. Like don't push it too hard. 
don't go away from your limits. Know your limits. Try to stay within those. And just don't go crazy on it. And don't judge yourself yeah. too much. Yeah, Fabio. I like those ethics. Sorry. Yeah, it's I was actually... just to ask you, Sorry. Uh, Fabio, about the yoga thing. Like, like Milena, do yeah. you feel like you have the need to change your habits and invest in something a bit less, you know, like less connected to animal you know, animal food items or, you know, try to transit a few days of your week into veganism or vegetarianism? Um, um, like, when I started, I actually did yoga classes when I was Man, seven years old. I started, but but then, but then I quit. I stopped doing it. And, and I started again. And then I became a, I became a vegetarian. So, like, I don't know, like, people around you, all, all, all the people who, who practice yoga, like, they, they are more likely to be vegetarians. And I think it's because of that, like, the principle of nonviolence to all of living things, all the, the living animals, like, animals yeah. that feel things. And that's interesting. So, so I think... I don't know. It has yeah, a connection. Yeah, it definitely had for me too. Because I'm not vegan or fully. I, I do it once a week. And I try to change those those mm -hmm. habits. Especially because, I don't know, I just don't feel the need to eat meat every day. It's not like I, I miss it or I really wanted it. I actually do not mind at all going meat-free. But the, the yoga thing, is the, their principles make they don't force you into anything but they, they kind of give you a different perspective into stuff and it's like we're all beings of love mm -hmm. and i don't want to be using something or like the, the industry that explores those animals and has a lot of cruelty in it i don't want to be someone who promotes or help or mm -hmm. funds that cruelty behind eating animals yeah there, there's yeah. one thing that uh a famous American podcaster does, Joe Rogan. He eats meat, but he hunts his own meat. He, he eats elk. Like he hunts an elk and in a very specific place where you mm -hmm. can do that is a populational control. He do it with a bow and arrow and then he just freezes the meat and brings it back home and eat the, throughout the year. I think that's just like if you mm -hmm. actually want to eat it, that's a way better way of doing it instead of promoting yeah. the cruelty and the abuse and the crazy things that we yeah. have yeah. around us to, to promote something that gives meat all the time and at a, at a price that most people can actually afford buying it. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree yeah, too. that's super cool. But let, tell me one thing, what motivated you into going to becoming a nutritionist? Especially um, a, a vegan one or a vegetarian I actually, one. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't know how to answer that because I I went to college like most of most of young people. Oh, I very did young, the same thing. With 18, 18 I was like, years old. I, yeah. I, to this day, I do not know how to explain why I went into the major that I went to. I don't know why I graduated in that thing. and just like <laughs> felt it at the moment and just went with it. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> and then and I just started it, and in the middle I started 
to yeah. like it. I, I started to to really like it, and then um, I wanted to I wanted to do the specialization in in vegetarian nutrition because we don't learn about it in college. Yeah. We mm, we don't learn it. Yeah, we don't learn it. Um, so, so I wanted to, to know more because we can, we can learn like by my, yeah. by ourselves if, if we search for it, but I wanted to know like with the best teachers ever and, and all of the knowledge I could, I could absorb. So I wanted to do the post-graduation. I decided to do it and it was very, very good. You, I loved You learned it. a lot of things that are definitely not in any college yeah. experience and i yeah and i felt like more prepared to to have like vegan patients because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you do you do have both both type of patients right the ones that are vegan or yes the ones that are i not. do yes but like um, I, 90% of my patients are vegetarian or vegan or trying to be some of some of those. <laughs> that makes One a lot of, of sense. Yeah, because they look for me because of that, yeah. usually. <laughs> right, Gabi? <So, laughs> you guys listening, Elena is my nutritionist. So I actually started uh, following her because of her amazing and informative posts about vegan nutrition and you know protein sources b12 etc we'll talk about it later here but definitely she's yeah. a great nutritionist and she knows a lot about these things and i thought i knew a lot about these things and i learned that i don't <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> definitely yeah it's super crazy i don't know if you had that experience but going trying to stay on a diet without the help of a nutritionist is a is there is it an interesting experience because you're reading stuff and you're going all all over the mm -hmm. place and trying to figure out what you should eat and how much you mm -hmm. should eat i don't know how, how was that for you because in the u.s i went crazy with it i tried like so many different diets at one point with a roommate that i had it was like every week he was a, trying a different thing and i was always with him he was like let's go vegan this week and see how long we can do it I'm like yeah let's do it <laughs> <laughs> or I think when we went paleo too oh which is you don't eat a lot of a lot of things keto, keto we try keto it's easier in there because we have whole foods yeah. and then whole foods has just like a full mm -hmm. section of their of their store just to paleo diet oh, wow. dieting things yeah they have like a lot of uh, cool yeah. snacks that were great i love those i don't even know what they were made of but they were great <laughs> But yeah, how was it for you, Gabi? For me, <laughs> trying to stay on a diet without any professional help. Um, I had a lot of ups and downs. I would say, um, as Milena knows, I ended up kind of starving myself trying this new, you know, fasting diet where I was fasting 16 hours and eating only in eight hours in the day. Um, yeah. I don't know if it if it's because I'm vegan and I had to eat more to, you know, fill myself up or if it is just because I was eating less, thinking that I would get slimmer doing that. But either ways, it had the opposite effect. Once upon a time, I was much better at this, <laughs> but it feels like <laughs> uh, with time, we let our, you know, 
our fears or people's opinions of us get in the way of the of what we eat and that actually influences how much we eat and the crazy things we do like you said Fabio trying different diets just yeah. for the sake of it or maybe have someone in you know in your friend group or your family that keeps on telling you that you need to lose weight or gain weight and that will impact the way you eat when we don't have when you don't have like a nutritionist to tell you to ignore them and focus on yourself and you know it's all a process and that's what Milena did for me and I'm very thankful because I'm finally feeling a bit better um, and she also gave me a cocktail of um, minerals and other stuff to vitamins to you know replenish my body which is really helping me by the way Milena <laughs> oh I'm smiling <laughs> so yeah that's that's it like you can't let people it's hard to let not let people you know influence you when you don't have a nutritionist yeah like we have a lot of nutritional approaches But it doesn't mean that it will work for everyone because each one, uh, each people, each person is different mm -hmm. from the other and each metabolism works different from the other. So we have to consider that when we, we choose to follow a diet or follow a nutritional approach. That's important. It makes a lot of sense because it doesn't work for Gabi, but I always, since I started fasting, I, I really liked it. Uh, by professional mm -hmm. guidance, I only do it like twice a week now, but I never actually felt any difference in my body by fasting or not fasting. It was just, it fit my schedule. I, I could wake up and not eat breakfast and just mm -hmm. get going with my life. And I, I wasn't hungry or it didn't change anything for me. Well, yeah, it's very, it mm -hmm. feels like it's a very personal thing. And if you say mm -hmm. it is, I yeah. 100% believe it. And, and we have to consider a lot of things because like I have a patient that does the fasting like in a mm -hmm. spiritual thing. Wow. Like uh, one day fasting. So I have to I have to consider that and respect that and and like um, do her diet around that because it's not an it's not something that she's she's doing for her body she's doing for her mind or for I don't know like yeah. her spirit. <laughs> that's very interesting because that's we have I don't know like cultures around the world do fast for spiritual reasons. Um, in Islam, for example, we have mm -hmm. Ramadan, which is like you fast for a whole month. You can't eat from sunset to sun, uh, sun, sunrise to sunset. So you can only eat at night. And it, I think it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, is she doing like for religious purposes? Is it like something like Buddhism? Yeah, is it yeah. religious? Uh, yeah, no, um, I don't know if it's religious. I know it's something spiritual, like, but I don't know specifically. It's full, a uh, full twenty-four hour period fasting. Wow, mm -hmm. that's intense. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. But going going back to the thing that the one thing that really touched me was like the the talking about eating more or eating less due to your body, and I feel like that's a very present issue with especially women mm -hmm. if, I, if i may say that 
because I don't feel like there's mm-hmm. that pressure on men uh, the same way that there is on women to look a certain way or have a certain type of body. And does that influence a lot? I, I saw some posts that you made talking about uh, an ideal body, mm-hmm. the, the thing that is passed to us in our culture yeah. as an ideal body and the things that you, uh, the, the stigmas with going vegan, you should be thin because you're yeah. not eating meat. <laughs> does that get it a lot in, in mm-hmm. the way of a lot of your patients or people that are trying to go vegan? Yeah. Yeah, especially like especially women, of course. Um, but I think it doesn't affect only vegetarian people. Oh yeah, like all women, because it's it's a pressure. Uh, we are under pressure all of the time in our society, and with the internet, I think it gets worse because we see like. A lot of people talking about it and people that doesn't that, mm-hmm. that don't have the knowledge to talk about it. Yeah. And we have like this pattern that is impossible to get. And people do like a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of procedures and to 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 get like thin and like the the I don't know how to say it in English. You can say it in Portuguese. The, those LED Lipo. things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can also say it in Portuguese. Yes. Like, feel free to go go nuts. Okay. So so we see like people doing a lot of procedures and telling other people that it's easy what diet mm-hmm. she's doing and etc. And like this diet will work for you. And for your body, it doesn't mean that it will work for all yeah. of your followers. So we have like to listen more to to people with the, enough knowledge to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, especially in, a, in an age where we have a lot of influencers that really touch on a lot of people mm-hmm. and their image is like yes, super big. Yeah, yeah. I talked to Gabi in our consultation about a, a patient that I have that is 17 years old and she was talking about it like all of all of her friends were doing diets crazy diets and and an influencer with uh, she was 18 years old talking about like uh surgical procedures and it's it's absurd it's horrible it's hard I, i especially get touched on those subjects especially when it's adolescents or underage Mm -hmm. people because those people should be protected from their own selves they they don't know better they really don't Mm -hmm. they sometimes are influenced by a lot of wrong things or people do wrong things with them and they they can't take that the difference from what is okay and what is not okay yeah Mm -hmm. that is always even though as adolescents, we all yeah. thought that we knew exactly what was going on, and we all thought of ourselves as oh, adults. Yeah. Like that is definitely not true. And like these things about mm-hmm. like procedures, and you know, those things are normally initiated if the person has the mindset to do it from a very young age. It's initiated in their childhood when they hear from their parents, like you're fat, you need to lose weight you need to look like this, otherwise you're going to die alone and things like that. And, you know, parents 
and relatives can be really mean. And we saw that in your post, Milena, mm-hmm. that day. So many people sharing mm-hmm. these kind of stories. And yeah. I yeah. myself, I've, I've been through that and I still go through that. Like, I heard from my grandma, I thought you were a vegan. Why aren't you skinny? And I'm like, you know, that is not... Yeah, <laughs> I like to eat it's, cake. Yeah, it's not like the same thing. Like you can't have like this association between diet and body. And you said one thing to me as well in our in our yeah. consultation. You said to me, maybe this is the body that you need to have. Like you know, like this is the body that is right for you. And doesn't matter if you try to you know crazy diets to go skinnier or if you try to you know exercise a lot. This is your body and you have to learn to love your body. And, you know, if you're not satisfied with it, then do all you can. But even if you don't reach that ideal body type, just be thankful. Like we are not thankful to our bodies that carry us every day and help us yeah. with so many things. And I think that's that's like the message we should be sharing like through you know, podcasts like this and your platform is full of positive positivity and, you know, um, and, and positive affirmations about the body. And I think that's really important. That's really important when we have like adolescents mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, people that might not have the same um, structure to actually think for themselves. Yeah. Wow. That was touching. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we have to share that message. Like, your body does a lot for you. So be thankful. You don't have to love your body uh, 24-7, but um, you have Mm -hmm. to be grateful and and treat it with respect, at least. That is so nice to just know that you say those things to your patients and that you can bring bring light into those matters because I was a, ch- a chubby kid I was a little bit on the fat side not that that's bad or not but I was and it was kind of hard for me doing it I remember going to a professional a nutritionist and he was like okay now all you need to do is eat whole foods cut everything that's made by an industry out of your diet I was like I was 12 <laughs> and I remember him talking and pointing at my body being like, okay, you see all those fats? You could be like floating on the on the famous lake that we have in this in Bragança. I was crushed mm-hmm. after that consultation. Oh, like completely yeah. crushed. I came out of there crying my eyes yeah. out. It is mm-hmm. so... I, that's it's sad. Know, yeah, it's super. It's so bad. It is so bad. And so like my patients are adults. So they can mm-hmm. search on the internet, like, uh, okay, a diet, a vegan diet, healthy diet. And, and if they follow that, they're going to be okay. But, um, but how will they do it? Like, how will they, will they manage mm-hmm. their emotions about, in, about food? And how will they manage their emotions mm-hmm. about their bodies? Um, and what about the vitamins? Is that okay? Like, looking at the exams because like like blood exams um so so i think it's important because everyone can can look up for a mm-hmm. diet on google but they're not gonna have like the it's not gonna yeah. be for them it's gonna be for anyone yeah. who search it 
Wow, I love that. I never thought of it in, in that way because I know yeah. you can take blood samples and see what's going well and what's not going well. And that's mm -hmm. like easy to, to fix. But the mm -hmm. emotional thing and not falling off the wagon and not going completely like, okay, I'm awful. I hate myself and my body. Mm -hmm. That is such a nice job that you're doing there. I never yeah, thought because, of it like that. Because like... um It's like posts, mm -hmm. posts on Instagram that say like, okay, apples. Yeah. What are the benefits <laughs> of apples? Uh, if, yeah. if a person looks up for that on Google and writes, what are the benefits of apples, of eating apples? They're going to find it. So I don't mm -hmm. do posts like that because I know people can find on, on Google. And that's the same thing like, like a diet. I'm not going to give someone um, orientation and a, and a diet Yeah. that they can find on Google. I'm going to do it especially for them. Like, all of, for them, that person, only that person that will that work with so them. That is so interesting. It's so good that yeah. you, you say that, Milena, just because as your patient, I when you sent me my, my meal plan, <laughs> I was so happy because I've been through many nutritionists, vegan nutritionists in the past as well. And I've never had such an easy-to-follow, like, meal plan in my life. And I think you had it in your head that oh. I am, like, you know, I'm a young adult. I don't spend that much time in the kitchen. And you gave me things that were so quick <laughs> and simple and still nutritious. And obviously, like, you looked at my blood tests as well. And you noticed things that even my um, GP didn't notice. So... I was like, even with the, the iron, because I have like normal iron levels, but my fehatina, which I don't know how to say in English, uh, was low, right? Like you said, and I'm already feeling yeah. a lot more pumped and, you know, more active. And the, the mental thing that you said that nutritionists like you support patients like me is what you said to respect the process. And I think when we're following a diet online, we don't respect the process. We want immediate results. And that doesn't exist. And that's what mm -hmm. makes people start diets and quit diets like crazy and, you know, fuck everything up in their body. Um, so I think <laughs> it's so nice. And uh, I just love your work. You're amazing. <laughs> Oh, oh my God, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you for saying all the, those things. And about following diets online, like the quick results, sometimes they, they come, but mm -hmm. it's not sustainable. So people, so people can't do it for a long time. And they usually uh, go back to the weight that they mm -hmm. were before the diet. And, and they usually screw everything up, like in their health and their, yeah. and their blood tests. That makes a lot of sense. One thing, I am pretty good with my, I was always pretty good with my dieting, at least since I was living in the US. And I mm -hmm. actually saw the results of going to the gym and eating healthier. But the thing was that it's very difficult when you don't have a professional, that when you slip up or you slip up like, a couple days or a couple weeks and you fall off the, the body that you had. Not always I'm 
certain that my diet went wrong or something that I changed went wrong or it was just slipping up and eating more. I feel way safer after consulting with someone that my diet is on the right track and then I'm moving Mm -hmm. and then I see the results not only on myself, but they're measured. Mm -hmm. So I know Mm -hmm. it's working. And when I slip up, I know it's because I slipped up and not because of my diet. Mm -hmm. That thing of going to a professional gives a lot more confidence on that. Yeah. Just an FYI, GP that you were talking yeah. about is a general yeah. practitioner. Sorry, like a doctor. it's my Aussie accent. Okay. And for everyone who doesn't know, FYI is my for your slang. information. Sorry, guys. No, no worries. It just <laughs> your Aussie slang. Um, again. But one thing I had that, that was interesting, Milena, is your patients, are they like new patients that never consulted with a with a vegetarian nutritionist or... They just came from a, a bad one, like a B. Um, they usually, uh, I don't know, like some of them never, never went to, to any nutritionists and some of them never went to a vegetarian one. Mm. But, but there, there are Got some it. too that, that come from, a, from another nutrition that was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> not the best. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think going to Instagram and promoting your like different content like you did is helping you a lot in that in the track of bringing new patients in? Oh and yeah. Gaining visibility. For sure. Because your content is pretty good. You're yeah. Doing, like great content. Oh, thank I love you. It. <laughs> yeah, it's but, a lot of but, posts but for sure because um, eighty percent of my patients come from Instagram. And, um, and like I have patients that are Brazilian, but, but they, they don't live in Brazil. So, so I have patients from France, um, Belgium, Japan, Australia, Portugal, a lot of countries because people found me on Instagram. Yeah. That's amazing. It's cool because it because like I have starting? to I have to yeah. think about their diet and their products like the products okay. that are that are available for them yeah and their countries yeah it's nice. What changes on those products? Are there like big changes? I I bet Japan has like no, way but like stuff. brands. You know, if I tell oh you can use yeah, a, yeah, you can use a uh, a vegan milk, but but like I can't tell what brand is better than the other or supplements, yeah. Yeah. vitamins, etc. Makes sense. Um, I think I wanted to talk about vegan protein just because that's the one question that every vegan person mm-hmm. gets when they turn vegan. Like, where do you get your protein? You're gonna you're gonna die of protein deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know, like, more about that. The common myth. Yeah. Like, um, we get enough protein from, from, from a vegetarian diet. And the group that has more protein in the in vegetables are legumes. So we have to include that in our diet, in our daily basis. For, for us to get enough protein. But the truth is that all foods mm-hmm. have protein. And 
and that counts at the end of the day. Like oats, mm-hmm. they have protein. They, they're not a source of protein, but they have protein. So I have to put that on on mm-hmm. the final. <laughs> the final balance. The final yeah. count, like, yeah, the fi- final balance of the protein of the day. Um, and And there's a thing that says, like, no, some people says that vegan protein is not mm-hmm. complete. Like, vegetable protein is not complete. And there, there's a concept um, that we know that's not true because we have, like, amino acids that a lot of amino acids forms a protein. Um, and we have some that are essential for us. So that means we have to eat it. We don't produce Mm it. And an animal product, like an egg or meat or dairy, they have all of the amino acids in one uh, one food, like one thing, like an egg has all the amino acids. Okay, but um, the vegetable protein, like beans, and rice together has and they, they have all the amino acids mm-hmm. too so if we consider that we eat only beans or only rice one day yeah we won't have all the amino acids but we eat a lot of uh, like a yeah. lot of food not one type of food in one day that's absurd so yes we get enough protein and yes we get all the amino acids You just have to eat uh, all types of food, all Mm -hmm. groups of foods. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's like the question that I got the most when I first became vegan. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember (laughs) reading somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, the meat cravings that we have Mm -hmm. once we become vegan, they are correlated with that, you know, craving for the complete amino acid because our body is not... Um, used to synthesizing the amino acids anymore when we eat too much meat. Is that correct? Or is that like a myth of the vegan community? Yeah, I, I don't know how, I don't know that. So I have to, I have to search for it okay. to answer that. But, but, uh, but I, like, instantly, I don't okay. see a connection. Okay. But I'll search for it. <laughs> vegan myth. Um, yeah. Yeah, and all those those crazy meat cravings can be kind of saciados mm. with the the fake meats. What do you think yeah. about those fake meats that that are coming to market right now? Um, I have a like opinion as an activist and an opinion as a nutritionist. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my activist opinion is that these products are great because. They they are actually for people who eat meat, but as they are from, sometimes they are from brands that people already know that are good, yeah. like Seara, they buy it yeah. just to try it. And maybe that's a little seed planted in, in someone's brain. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my opinion. They are good. Because a product that is that didn't explore animals to be made is better than meat. 
but I don't think they yeah. can be consumed like with a frequency because they are not healthy. Um, they are they are processed foods, so they're not very healthy. But I think I think we can we can eat it sometimes. That's okay. That we no problem doing it doing it. But they're not healthy. We can't consider them like mm -hmm. healthy. It's better for you to eat some beans yeah. <laughs> instead of that. Yeah. And comparing the processed meats with real meat, that's the thing that always I don't know. I am I am big on processed meats, like vegan meats. When I am craving, you know, like a burger or something, I'd rather it taste like a burger, mm -hmm. even though I'm vegan. Um, but. I always mm -hmm. get the question, like, isn't it better to eat meat because it's, like, natural? And to me, that is, I'm not a nutritionist. Um, I did my own research. And to me, the answer is still no. It's still better for you to eat processed vegan meats than normal meat because there is no cholesterol. And um, you still have, like, a more complete, you know, um, meal with, protein, carbohydrates, um, minerals, and vitamins in comparison to meat where you just have like cholesterol and protein and some vitamins and minerals. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Awesome. It's better, of course. And, and you said like I, when I have the cravings for meat um, and you're mm -hmm. vegan, but like most of the vegans don't become vegan because they mm -hmm. don't like meat so it's okay we have to accept it people like meat meat is tasty but um that's not the reason that we become yeah. vegan for sure <laughs> i agree yeah you actually said that on, on a post it's like three and a half percent people stop eating meat because mm -hmm. they're They don't like the, the flavor of it, the taste yeah. of it. And like 60% go towards a, mm -hmm. a, a matter of ethics yeah. and mm -hmm. not consuming animals. Yeah, so, so people like say, oh, you don't, you, uh, don't, you, like, don't you want a little, a little piece of meat? Um, don't you feel like mm -hmm. eating it? Like, yes, I feel like eating, but, <laughs> but I have like my principles. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> don't offer me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't oh, have like I, I I don't feel like eating meat but with cheese it's like mm. that I have to think of the cows the one thing I, I also always got wrong and I don't know if I'm completely wrong on this but you were talking about mushrooms as a protein mm -hmm. source and not being considered by I don't I don't remember who don't consider mushrooms as a protein source but that was one thing that surprised yeah. me i didn't know that i, at I all. think mushrooms are considered a, a source of protein because um a lot of restaurants put mushrooms in the place of meat in 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 the yeah. dishes so people started to 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 think of mushrooms as a source of protein because it was um in the place of meat but it's not a it's not a source of protein because in brazil uh, i don't know the laws in other countries but Anvisa mm -hmm. here consider a source of protein a food a food that has 
at least six grams of protein for um, a serving size or for six or for a hundred grams. So mushrooms have like um, two grams of protein in a in a serving size. So they are not considered. You have to you you will have to eat a lot of mushrooms to get enough protein, and that's not that's not something that like is cheap. It's available all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can eat mushrooms, but because they fun. are tasty, but you you can't depend on them. But mushrooms are full of magnesium, is that right? That's like what uh, they have. They have like some some micronutrients, micronutri- and they have some. They have some vitamin mm. D too, but but we eat like too little mm. to get to get like the the nutrients okay fair enough because they are very light yeah fair enough um the other thing that i always get questioned about is b12 and the misconception that b12 is actually present in meat um and how would mm-hmm. i get my b12 and why do i you know have to take b12 supplements um <laughs> And that is something I would like you to talk to us about as well. And I would also like to share Mm -hmm. some examples of meat eaters that have B12 deficiency as well. Yeah. Um, Actually, 40% of meat eaters have uh, vitamin 12 deficiency. 40% of all the omnivorous population. So that's a lot. Because... Um, actually b12 is they are from this vitamin is from bacteria and not animal Mm -hmm. itself but the animals eat b12 from the ground or they're supplemented to Mm -hmm. and then it get like concentrated in their muscle and people eat their Mm -hmm. muscle with b12 and that's it so um vegetarians don't have a source of vitamin b12 that's true we don't have a vegetable source of b12 we have to supplement it um but 50 percent of vegetarians have vitamin 12 uh, deficiency i think that's because people give more attention Mm -hmm. to to that deficiency in vegetarians and also because when we eat from food the B12, we depend a lot um, of, we depend on our body. So we depend on transportation and absorption mm-hmm. of this vitamin. So that's why meat eaters have this deficiency too. Okay. So 50% of vegetarians are 15? 50. 50. That's, that's pretty yeah. like equal, I would say 40 to 50. That's a pretty, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I had a friend that he got B12 deficiency um, and yeah. he ate meat and he was really depressed. So, and it does affect your body a lot. So definitely that's something that mm-hmm. everybody, including meat eaters, should be looking at um, because it can deplete yeah. like your brain functionality and you get depressed and you don't want to get out of bed. And it's something that will affect your day to day, just like iron deficiency would. So that's definitely something we don't really look at that much 
not in comparison to other like you know micronutrients or other vitamins like omega-3 and stuff mm-hmm. yeah and the and the values of vitamin b12 and blood tests are are like you can be you the value can be okay in the in the test but we actually want to to keep that value a little bit up mm-hmm. so that's why you need a professional to mm-hmm. to to inter- interpret this test mm-hmm. it's not like just to see if it's if it's in a specific range range mm-hmm. is that okay no it's not okay it should be it should be a little a little more like in your mm-hmm. blood and and that affects the the nervous system that's true so you you're like you you having trouble concentrating and i don't know how to say that but the member starts to formigar <laughs> the tingle yeah that's how i say yeah. it in tingle Aussie english <laughs> sure okay. okay so yeah me too yeah Okay. I actually, that's the only way I know how to say <laughs> so it. So vitamin B12 deficiency affects your nervous mm. system. That's why it's really important. Interesting. That's very interesting. One thing that I got from your contents that, that were very intense to me and shocked me were the, the normal mm-hmm. foods versus the light or mm-hmm. diet foods. And their difference in calories or yeah. content. That <laughs> shocked me because... The light and diet do not make that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch yeah. of chemicals in it. It's like, what is what's all this shit? The, the one with pasoka yes. is the, the most shocking one. Like, the, the diet one? Oh, I'm, not, I'm never touching Yeah, it doesn't more. make sense. Like, I don't want to eat sugar, but I will eat, like, six chemicals instead. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> like light, uh, the the term right light mm-hmm. in Brazil, it means like it has to be twenty five percent less of something. So it's not twenty five percent less of fat or carbohydrates or protein or calories mm-hmm. of something. Oh wow! So like the condensed milk, you expect that the light version has less sugar but no they have it has less um fat but the the condensed the the original condensed milk has like a little bit fat a little bit of fat so it doesn't make a difference at the end and so but the price the price of the light condensed milk is it's very high like it's more expensive Yeah, that that one, the light condensed milk, I was like, what, yeah. 25% less fat and not even yeah. calories at all? That's bullshit. You talk a little bit of, about that with pricing mm-hmm. fit products, because a, a lot of yes. things take the name of, of being fit. The name nowadays. fit <laughs> carries something. <laughs> a responsibility. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you can just throw yeah, it Yeah, because anywhere. we don't have a legislation <laughs> yeah. to... to to regulate that so people can use it whatever they want oh wow whenever they want that's insane yeah i've never have thought that we don't have any regulation Mm -hmm. around but well yeah this is brazil so not that surprised yeah so light 
and diet they they do have a regulation mm -hmm. they have laws um so like you have to reduce 25% of something and diet you have to exclude something it doesn't have to be sugar but it usually is mm -hmm. but something diet can be can be something with no fat mm -hmm. for example got it yeah that's always a problem with fit or light and diet foods Because whenever I, I'm going crazy at it and just yeah. eating, I feel way less <laughs> guilty if it's diet or light or fit. And after your post, I'm like, okay, I'm bullshitting myself here. I should still be in control about these things and yeah. not go crazy just because they're fit yeah. or diet or sugar-free. Yeah, because like people, when they try to God. lose weight, uh, they are supposed to eat less calories. Um, and instead of eating like one brigadeiro, a common brigadeiro, they eat like 10 brigadeiros made of, I don't know what, like mm -hmm. <laughs> nothing natural, but they have more yeah. calories. 10 brigadeiros, healthy brigadeiros have more calories than one yeah. traditional one. So you have to think about yeah. it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and if I'm you're like, totally you're person. craving for brigadeiros, not anymore, you're, totally not gonna, you're not gonna be satisfied with, with a healthy brigadeiro. Yeah. You have to eat it, the, the original one. <laughs> oh, not at all. Yeah, that one thing. Oh. The, the, one th the other thing that I got that was interesting from your post is the oh, natural really? deodorant one. Yeah. Do you still do it? Are you still going strong with that? Because I heard about it on a podcast about going more environmental, mm -hmm. environmentally friendly. And they talked about it. And I was like, oh, I never heard of it. I never thought of using a deodorant as something not very yeah, friendly so for the environment. Like, um, I, used to, I still use it. And I'm going to try another one actually this week. But... I like it. It's yeah. not it's not as good as the as the the like traditional products, but I feel less guilty. Yeah. And I know that there's an like you have to adapt. So you shouldn't expect um an instant effect because like your body kind of uh tries to eliminate the chemicals mm. first that that's what i that's what i read about it mm. so you have to to wait till your body adapts um which one are you i just wanted to know which and what one are, are the differences using right now i yeah i made one uh one. with leite de magnesia oh that's so cool and essential oils mm -hmm. and water just that That's so cool. Yeah. Did you buy one? Now? I was trying. Or no, did you make no. another one? Um, no, I'm going to make another one with coconut oil, um, sodium, um, I don't know, baking soda, mm -hmm. bicarbonato, and essential oils too. That's so interesting. Because I, yeah. I buy my, like, vegan deodorant and I bought one mm -hmm. from Anawe Cosmeticos, which is from um, mm -hmm. Julia Nascimento. Yeah. yeah. So I bought it from her and it's pretty good. It's actually really good. And I never attempted to make my own one. So it's really interesting that instead of going through, you know, like, you have 
several brands now, like you showed today in your Instagram, several brands with uh-huh. vegan pro- products now, like shampoo, conditioning, conditioner, and like, you know, uh, deodorant. It's interesting that you chose yeah. to go through the, the route of doing your own. And it's so mm-hmm. fun to see how easy it is. Yes, and you, you, you can try it. Uh, I- especially now that we are more at home mm-hmm. like you you can you can try it i actually tried a shampoo mm-hmm. a natural shampoo but i didn't adapt so well so i had to to go back to to the to the market products mm-hmm. because <laughs> it didn't work what was it what did you put in the natural shampoo uh-huh it was like coconut soap Uh, melted oh. with water and um, almond milk and erva dosi tea. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but but I didn't mm. like it very much. I would I would think it was really dry, right? <laughs> what what are the? Okay, uh, it on. actually cleaned okay my hair, but um, as pontas mm-hmm. they they. They felt like dirty, so oh. I didn't like it. So interesting. Yeah. Sorry, Fabio, I cut you. Oh no, you're good. I was. Yeah. We we talk sometimes on top of each other. I I was wondering what's the the difference that you felt with um, the natural deodorant. I felt like, uh, I had to use it more times in one day, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel anything different, like. Uh, but I have something oh, something curious to say that uh, on my post graduation we had to we had to have patients at the end so we can make a, like a um, um, estudo de caso mm-hmm. and study. yeah yeah and then we did exams of heavy metals on them mm. and the aluminium was really high yeah. and they used to use the um, the um, aerosol oh, the other end wow. so yeah yeah so they stopped i didn't see the results after but that was the only thing we we can we could think about it because they were vegetarian so they didn't eat fish or see seafood so that was the only the only cause the only option Wow. And they were brothers. They used like the same wow. deodorant, and both of them had the the aluminium test very high. Wow, that's so yeah. interesting. Wow. So maybe that's something like we don't notice, but but it, it can be it can be beneficial It's in the long term, especially. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't thought of it like that. Um, do you have anything else? Let make? me think. I I think I'm I'm good. <laughs> I think we talked about really interesting topics, and definitely there's a lot more that we can talk about because you know, veganism and zero waste living, oh, yeah. and you know, omega three and all these things. They they are other topics we could extend on, but I think we had pretty good content so far. Yeah. Yeah, we did well. well is there yeah. anything else you'd like to talk about, Milena? 
Então, estamos aqui. Foi muito, achei excelente. Imagina. Muito obrigado. Muito obrigado pela pelo participação. convite. Gabi sempre aqui. É, tá Obrigado por voltar, né? Vamos fazer mais episódios. E fala para nossas redes sociais pra, aqui, para a galera seguir você eu? também, quem, não se, quem ainda não segue você. <risos> é, meu Instagram Sim. é Milena Hernandes, com H e S no final. É, e é isso, né? <risos> é Sim. Sigam a Milena, ela tem vários posts Sim. excelentes sobre todas as coisas. Aproveitem, aproveitem para consultar com ela também. Né? Claro, ah, eu adorei. Um profissional excelente eu fiquei aqui. aqui sorrindo com as coisas que a Gabi falava. Não, eu, eu orgulho. Eu adorei a consulta, de verdade. Melhores, Maravilhosa. Sim, mas das melhores também para nossa mente, né? Cuidar da mente e do corpo. Uhum. Tem que ser uma coisa conjunta, não pode ser separado. É, é a minha intenção mesmo. Que ótimo, adorei. Maravilhoso. E com isso chegamos ao fim de mais um episódio. Muito obrigado a todo mundo que ouviu. Hope to see you guys next week. Bye.